All right, Mississippi State won the game by 10 points. It was a game where, let's say, Ole Miss went 10 minutes without a field goal in the first half, trailed by three points at halftime, fought to take a six- or seven-point lead in the second half, and lost the game by 10. That is the situation we are in. Um, I believe we're at the point to where we all know the inevitable is coming. I mean, I'm, it is what it is. And we're going to have to play out the string. So we're going to talk about what we can do better. We're going to talk about where we are, but that's probably not going to change what is going to happen in February. Kermit is a good guy. We all respect Kermit. Um, Love him for everything that he's done around the community. It just hasn't worked. And the sad thing is you can see the direction that Ole Miss was poised to take this to where it could have been an important season for Ole Miss. Ole Miss obviously thought that Deshaun Ruffin was going to be the guy. He was going to be an alpha. He has lost a step after the surgery. There's nothing that Ole Miss can do. He's just not what he was February 14th or whatever the injury was. That LSU game in the first half, he's not at that point. Everybody thought Matthew Morrell was going to be the guy that took over this team with Ruffin as an alpha. And that is where the scoring is going to come from. The good news is Matthew Morrell had 19 points in this game. There were signs of him waking up. He still struggled outside the arc. He still hasn't um, kind of all clicked in, but he has all the tools to be an elite player. When you watch him run around and play, you can see that he looks similarly to other elite players. But for whatever reason, from the outside, he's hoping the shot goes in and doesn't know that the shot's going to go in. Ole Miss lost this game, a game that they had to win. It was a must-win game. In the second half, they were up by seven points. They lost by 10, 64 to 54. Ole Miss scored 54 points. Now, Chris Jans and his Mississippi State Bulldogs team, an, an exceptional defensive unit. But Ole Miss has liabilities on the offensive end of the court right now. They need Mississippi State to score around 64 points for them to be competitive. So whenever they go into the shot hole, they're going to be in an equal amount of trouble. Jamin Brakefield, by the way, has, over the last three games or so, been the star of this team, honestly. He's played exceedingly hard. 35 minutes tonight. Matthew Morrell played 37 minutes. Miles Burns played 38 minutes. That tells you the players that they cannot do without by the minutes that they're playing. And offensively, Burns is a liability. He's still my favorite player. I, I love what he brings defensively, and I'm a person that likes defensive basketball. Um, but you, you really think that this team, if it's going to take a step between now and the end of the year, it's going to be because of T.J. Caldwell or Amari Abram. I, I think that's the path forward for this team at this point. Now, we all think um, what's going to happen is probably going to happen. I, I honestly think by February we are in the coaching market if this continues down this path. Because Bill Raftery, one of the things that we looked at in the game was there was a play. There was a 2-on-1. Ole Miss tried to get cute and throw an alley-oop. 
He overthrew it over Matthew Morrell. And um, you just heard Bill Raftery all frustrated on the sideline. He was like, just make the pass. Don't get cute. Just make the pass. And when you think about that and what that exactly means, it's kind of a different situation um, for you. Just make the pass. And, and, and it's true. It's, it's The team mentally hasn't mastered the simple stuff and they're trying to do the advanced stuff. Just make a bounce pass. Make a chest pass for a layup. Two points. Different situation. That run might not happen without that situation being screwed over. That was a chance to get the bleeding stopped. And it was just delayed. And it just continued. And, and like I said, props to Mississippi State for having the run in them at the end of the game. I mean, it is what it is. But this team offensively, Ole Miss, is potentially one of the worst offensive teams I've seen. And I, I sat through the end of the Rod Barnes era whenever they were trying desperately to just score the basketball. Everything was so hard. Even easy stuff was hard. This team is resembling that one. And if this happens, I mean, this is year five of Kermit, I think. And in year five of Kermit, that it's your guys. It's 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 going to be crazy. Um, Yogi Chong on the chat says, "Save your contribution money and NIL money for it to hire a new coach." At Ole Miss, it doesn't really work that way. The NIL is still mostly football based. So yes, continue to dom um, donate to NIL. Um, they, if there's a way that you can. Do, do whatever it, it I think it don't think it's going to matter there's going to be a new coach so there's no campaign that needs to happen there's none of this stuff that normally happens that that is not going to be the issue this year I don't think because you look at this team and there's not really a way for them out of it if that makes sense Anyway, today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered the season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online, where the game starts. And also, I do want to let you know that this show today is brought to you by Built Bar. If you're looking for a delicious treat but don't want all the fat and calories, then you've got to try a Built Bar. You know, it's amazing. We just got through the holidays, and I know the goal is to eat a little healthier this year. Or if you're like me, you just want to get healthier but not want to compromise the taste. Man, I've got the thing for you. You've got to try Built Bar. Built is actually tasty. Seriously, they're so delicious that you won't know that they're good for you. They're perfect for your New Year's resolution. What makes Built Bar so good? Well, for starters, they're covered in 100% real chocolate. That's right, real chocolate. So, but if you don't want to wait on ordering built like we normally tell you to do, now we have other ways for you to go get the built bar. For years, we've been talking about ordering them at built.com. Now you can get them at your local Walmart or Sam's Club. 
That's right. Head to your nearest Walmart today or walk to the pharmacy section and grab yourself a box of Built Bars. You can grab yourself a four-bar box of cookies and cream, double chocolate, or coconut puffs. Your favorite, dealer's choice, make it happen. If you're close to a Sam's Club, run in and grab a 13-bar box with our hit flavor, brownie batter and churro. You will thank me later. This is all what we used to do at Built.com. Now you can get them at Sam's Club and Walmart too. And they are a fantastic, healthy addition to your New Year's resolution. So check them out at Walmart, Sam's Club, or order them from Built.com today. So we're talking about the basketball game and how this season is going to play out. And honestly, it just does not look good for Kermit Davis at this point. This is a team that is obviously trying. They're playing hard, which means they can't do it, which means there were strategic errors that were made going into this season from Kermit Davis. And it is what it is. And you can try to do something special. You can try to do something different, but it it honestly doesn't really matter. Now, changing gears right now, since I have you talking about um, Transfer Portal, it appears there's um, two quarterbacks on campus today. Um, Mike Wright and Brady Allen, two good options that fits what Ole Miss needs. Um, Either, like I said before, you can either get a body for a short period or you can get a project for a long period, and that would work. You can mold somebody like Brady Allen. Now, we don't know what he is as a dual-threat player. If he's a Jet Brom recruit, he can throw the football. But as a dual-threat, he might be able to run. He just doesn't do it. So I do need to see that, but we do have some time for him to develop if he commits to Ole Miss. Now, I've heard rumors otherwise that um, Jalen Catalan, even though Sam Carter Carter is going to Purdue, he has shown up um, on campus. I believe a crystal ball has gone in for him on on three. I don't know the recency of that, but that's something to pay attention to as well. And, of course, we are on Pete Golding watch. Um, now, we realized that after Matt Luke left, there was a campaign of people um, that obviously know the family trying to get him into the system because the access would be there. That doesn't mean Pete Golding's not a good football coach. Don't listen to that. Don't listen to Alabama people that are upset about the defense because if you look at it, they're top 10 in yards per play. They are top 10 in points per game. They are going to be okay. What they are doing is just a victim of the modern college football area he's not Kirby smart the offense isn't built to protect the defense the way that they were when Kirby smart was there or even now with Kirby smart in Georgia you're dealing with an offensive system that is designed to attack so he has a defense that has to deal with play volume and he's done increasingly well so if this does in fact happen bully form they've done a good job um, that's what I want to say about that. So we will watch um, over the next couple of days the transfer portal to see if there's any commitments. Over the next 10 or so days, I do expect it to to kind of churn and turn over a little bit. And potentially, if this Golding stuff is real, then Ole Miss has to find some different pieces defensively. And we, we will start to look at that as well next week. If that happens, like I said, the Bama boards for a second got kind of hot and bothered about it. Now, it could be a situation that he gets offered an extension by Nick Saban stays um, and the defense stays exactly what it is. Now, the defense can evolve without 
changing coordinators. The offense can evolve without changing coordinators. Do not expect that. I think it was more of an issue um, of what they're going to do rather than who is calling it. I know that um, Wayne Kiffin is probably going to even take over a little bit more offensively because, let's be real, he, he runs this ship on that side of the ball. So, tomorrow, if there is a commitment, we will live stream and we'll talk about it. And today, like I said, Mississippi State, 64-54 winner um, over Ole Miss. At the end of the game, they took over. They won the game. They did what they had to do. But this this basketball team is really, really struggling. There's no confidence on the floor. You can see the body language when the first thing goes wrong against them. All of their shoulders shrug. They play differently. The energy changes. And when that happened, honestly, it, it's kind of over, honestly. It, um, Rex Thompson says, is there any truth? You know, Ole Miss is interested in Spencer Sanders. Um, I saw something about it. Spencer Sanders pulled himself out of the transfer portal. He's going back to Oklahoma State. Um, Ole Miss at quarterback, it looks like Mike Wright, Brady Allen, that ballpark. I think you're going to get one or the other. Um, to play backup quarterback at Ole Miss. You, you were never going to get a Spencer Sanders. There might have been a, con, a conversation that happened or something happened, but Spencer Sanders was never going to Ole Miss, and it was more of an Auburn possibility than an Ole Miss possibility. And even then, if Spencer Sanders came to Ole Miss, he was an erratic quarterback. That's the reason he's in the transfer portal to start with. So – that is what we're doing. But we are going to live stream as we have any information on the transfer portal tonight. Just to let you guys know, we might not live stream if something happens tonight because I'm going out with family and friends to an Italian restaurant and having a night out in town. First Saturday in four months or so that I've been able to do that. So we will do that. I will be on Twitter. I will be retweeting. I will do all the stuff that I normally do. But... It is what it is. Now, I do want to let you know this real quick. Um, thank you for making the Locked On Ole Miss podcast your first listen today. For your second listen, check out our brand new podcast, Locked On College Basketball. Experts Isaac Shade and Andy Patton bring you everything you need to know on and off the court. Plus, from here, from big-name experts, coaches, and players throughout the basketball landscape. Locked On College Basketball, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks very much for tuning in. I know nobody wanted to tune in and hear my opinion on this one, but it's there. And it's one of those things with the longer this goes, the weight gets to where you can't lift it. One of these games has to get one coming up. Probably three and four is the acceptable record after seven games. To where even then, you might not be able to do it. Um, Yogi Chong, yeah, he does have the heart and chest. We need somebody to back him up. My opinion is somebody, a body for a year or two at quarterback, somebody like Mike Wright that can come in that where if there's a sprained ankle, if Jackson Dart needs to come out, you don't end up having to put a walk-on quarterback in there. Or you go get a project. You go get um, somebody like Brady Allen who has four years of eligibility that you have a chance to mold to come in if something happens to Jackson Jarrett. Jackson Jarrett's the dude. This isn't going to be a situation with a charade of a quarterback controversy. 
like last year. This is just an in-case-of-an-emergency position. That's the reason you don't need somebody like Spencer Sanders. Brady Allen will work. Mike Wright will work. Either way, your quarterback position is going to be pretty well taken care of. I think Caden Priestcorn is probably the most important player that is on campus right now or this weekend. I don't know the exact time frame, but he's the tight end out of Memphis. Um, he has a chance to fill a role. And with Mike Michael Trigg not taking that step, he needs to have a Matt Corral come to Jesus type moment. And that light bulb needs to come on. If it happens, the upside for Michael Trigg is higher than anybody in the Southeastern Conference, even Brock Bowers. But until he becomes reliable, until he becomes legit, his floor is lower than what Casey Kelly's was. We see that. And our whole goal, tight end-wise, is to try and get that floor to raise. We have to raise that. And... We will see what I, – I don't know if we need offensive linemen, Yogi Chong. I, I, I don't know that. Um, when John Garrison comes in, he is going to reshuffle everybody to where players are different, playing different positions. We have talent that has been recruited. We have excellent run blockers. We probably also have mediocre run blockers with decent pass blockers, and those guys might be the tackle. You might see a Jeremy James – move outside. You might see them um, recruit a tackle, but if they don't have a guy in the portal right now, there's nobody you can really get. You, I mean, you might try and make a run at the guy from UCF and move Caleb Warren to one of the guards, and if that happens, you might be all right. <clears throat> anyway, I'm going to call it a um, quick day today. Anyway, I'm going to eat some Italian food tonight. I hope everybody has a good day. Um, it really was like watching um, football from the our uh, basketball from the fifties. Caldwell and e. Abram may be the offensive key moving forward for this team. Anyway, I will see you guys later. I hope everybody has a good day, and of course, as always, hotty toddy. <laughs>